Welcome uh, to the How Do You Health podcast. It is Friday morning. No, it's not Friday morning. It's Thursday morning. We usually shoot on Fridays. <laughs> this is why I'm used to saying that. Uh, we started doing Thursdays just recently, but I'm excited to be here because uh, we are uh, speaking with uh, Jen Schultz. She's the founder and leader of the non 9 to 5. And I'm really excited to talk about to you because, well, I'm going to get into a lot of things, but like I'm reading a book right now that's all about taking like an 80 hour work week and to uh, like uh, 80, working 80 hours a week to two hours a month. Um, and, and so I know that that's probably something that we can relate uh, as far as like what you do. But I first met Jen, uh, met you at uh, Skyline Dinner. Yes. Right? Yeah. And Skyline Dinners is really so, so somewhat, ex- well, I guess it's pretty exclusive because mm-hmm. uh, you only get to go to it once other than like maybe you get invited to like the pre-party or, or you can just always show up once you're part of the quote-unquote club and uh and you sit and it's run by tim and tanner great friends tim and tanner who throw the best parties by the way they do. uh here in austin <laughs> and you we get to sit and have a great dinner and you talk about a bunch of different things but they get to introduce you that's always my favorite part yeah i really appreciate the right? way they, that they introduce everyone yeah they take so much time and effort and like they find things out that i'm like how did you find that out uh and, and so they have their ways right and and so that's where we first met and uh and then i remember at the end of the night we gave you a round. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You gave me a ride back home. Yeah. At that point, John and I, well, at that point I was still living with John. Like we were still very much startup phase for all this that we have going on. So we were going home. We're like, well, we can, I remember I kind of had to like squinch into the back because we had a a bunch of work stuff. Like we, I think. I remember that. And and, uh, we dropped you off and I remember like my ex maybe my girlfriend at the time my ex-girlfriend lived downstairs for me and that was kind of just like oh wow <laughs> like, that's crazy uh, but uh but anyways yes yeah, so that's how we met uh and, and it's been a fun ride since then and and it's funny because it, it took a while before we saw each other again and then it just and then it took another while and, it, and then it's been less and less and now we see you all the time so yes you do so i'm happy about that thank you so let's get into <laughs> the non nine to five first um Actually, if you want to start off with your personal story, uh, that would be the greatest. Yeah. So you want me to share about how I even started this crazy business called the non nine to five? Yeah. I mean, and and like the, and the genesis of it, like, why would that, why that, why did that even come to you? Like, I'm sure there was a personal struggle. So, so if you think about like, uh. Our, our podcast is called How Do You Health, right? And so health is in all types of forms. Sometimes people hear like a business my, a, a setting or business type of podcast. And, and at first it might seem like, well, what does that have to do with health? And for us, it's like, well, it's, it has a lot to do with health because there's yeah. there's business health, right? Yes. Like health, businesses can be healthy or, or completely not very toxic. Yeah. Even yeah. as a leader, you can be a very toxic leader because like you're not sleeping well, you're not doing all these things because like there's no system in place and you're just like burning fires instead of like making sure that systems are being well managed right so tell me about your story yeah so um so i so appreciate that and first thank you so much for having me too so uh going back to 2010 That was a very, very unhealthy time for me. So in 2010, I was working um, as a teacher at a high-performing charter school in the South Bronx of New York City. I was waking up at 5.30 in the morning, um, 
not eating any sort of breakfast, not nourishing myself, uh, getting in the shower, getting dressed, running out of the apartment, and taking two subways to the school. When I would get off the subway, it would still be dark outside. I'd get to the school, still dark outside. Um, Then I'd just run right into my teaching day, and I usually wouldn't get home anywhere until 7, 8 o'clock at night. And I was doing that Monday through Friday. That in and of itself really started to sort of break me down. And then mentally, um, I was just finding myself in a space where my self-esteem was really low. Um, I So my self-esteem was really low. The, the, the chatter in my mind was calling me a loser. I didn't think I was good enough. I felt like I couldn't keep up. I would say that the school was pretty demanding and, and I get it, rightfully so. It was a high-performing charter school and we were really providing education and support that these kids really needed too. And somewhere towards the end of that year, so you know, we're in October, so probably around this time in 2010, um, I started to really fall into a depression, fall into a depression, uh, insomnia. So now I'm not sleeping and still doing every day over and over and over again and just feeling terrible you know, physically, emotionally, mentally drained and not even knowing like what's really going on. Why am I so miserable? And at that same time, one of the things that was sort of coming to me was that I I loved working with kids and I loved teaching, but I didn't agree with everything that the school was telling me how I had to do things, the way that things had to be done, the way that what I could and couldn't say to parents, how I could and couldn't teach the kids. So uh, by December of that year or in December of that year, and if you want to talk about being really unhealthy mm-hmm. during that time, because I was so miserable, I would go out on the weekends and really party really, really <laughs> hard. And shut it all away, right, Connor? <laughs> yeah, like just, you know, that weekend warrior type of thing. And um, excuse me. So that weekend warrior type of thing. And there was one Saturday night in the beginning of December where I went to a party. I don't even remember half the party got really sick when I got back home, woke up the next morning. And like my depression was on a whole other level, just waking up, having gotten wasted and, you know, feeling horrible. So I ended up, so it was a Sunday morning. I woke up and I remember crying and I remember talking to my, my dad, who actually is a business owner, but he's never said like, he, at that point, he had never said, start your own business. Like yeah. you should do what I did. He never said that to me, but he heard me crying on the phone. He, he didn't know how sick I had gotten the night before and what I actually did to myself, but I was crying about work because it was such a hard time for myself. And he said, if it's that hard, if it feels that horrible, why don't you just quit? And it was almost as if I needed that permission. Yeah. I needed someone to tell me it's okay to do what's best for you. And I actually walked in on that Monday morning. I gave my two weeks notice. 
And within about two weeks later, I left the school. Um, And then it started me on a very slow step-by-step journey of coming back to the person that I was meant to be feeling healthier. Um, And I ended up uh, landing some independent contracting work as a teacher. So I was doing it on my own. And then that led me to starting my first business called Teacher on the Go. So I was working one-on-one with kids all over New York City. I was getting on subways and getting on buses and getting on trains. But I love the work because I was able to take what I was so good at and do it in my own way and wake up when it made sense for me to wake up and slow down and get myself back to a healthy space mentally, physically, emotionally. And then after I was doing that for some time, I got a really intuitive hit that said, you've been able to do this. You've been able to go from a full-time job, go from severe depression to now independent contracting work, your own business, you're feeling good about yourself. There are other people who need to learn how to do this. And to get I w- that permission. To get that permission and to be, yes, so that's like number one, to get that yeah. permission, like it's okay. And yes, you can follow that call to start your own business and to overcome the fear and then to learn the steps and how to do it. And so the non nine to five was born in officially 2013. And so that was what, like a coaching platform? Is that, uh, is that what it was? When I started? Yeah. Yeah. And it still is. So, yeah. So I coach and teach women, sometimes men, how to quit their nine to five jobs, stand on their own two feet, find and pursue their non nine to five purpose. And so I take them through the whole process. I have a six step process. I do um, individual coaching and teaching work. We have an amazing community of women. And of course, men are welcome to. Um, amazing community of women. We do community calls that I lead. Um, I facilitate and lead uh, calls that either we're on a Zoom call, we have done in person pre-pandemic. So it's it's a really intricate um, process that I'm able to take people through from everything that I've experienced, from going from literally one extreme to another, having a successful self-employed business. Well, well, yay, dad, right? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the permission is, like you said, that's a that's a huge deal. But I imagine for him, I don't know if he ever spoke to you about it, if you ever, uh, because running My a dad. business is, yeah, like, uh-huh. well, after the fact, but like, I, I imagine like, it's not always difficult. It's, it's not always easy to want to tell like your daughter or your son, like, Hey, you should just quit because you know that running a business is not, is also not an easy task, mm-hmm. but at least you're doing it for yourself. Right. Yeah. But like, I've, I've, I don't know. I'm sure you've heard the quote before. It's like, Hey, like everyone wants to like leave their 40 hour work week and become their boss so they can work 80 hours a week. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so something I want to add that I think is really interesting interesting is that when my dad gave me permission to quit my job, I had never at that point talked about starting my own business. It was like sort of maybe a possible idea, but it wasn't really this huge thing. But the funny thing is, is when I quit, probably about three weeks later, maybe two weeks after that, I started this in, well, let's just say about three to four weeks after that, I started this independent contracting work. And so there were agencies bringing students to me. And I'll never forget this. I was at my parents' house visiting them for the weekend. 
And I walked into the living room and I was like talking about how it was going. And I think they could really see the shift in me. My energy was different. And my dad was sitting on the couch and he goes, why don't you start your own tutoring business? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, I think that's a good idea. And then that's how everything really came together. That's cool. That's that's all, again. Yay, dad. Right. <laughs> um, that's that's interesting. Right. So um, you talked about a six step process. Right. It's yeah. essential. What's the first one? Yeah. Well, OK. So there's six steps. They don't go in chronological order. Okay. I always make sure I tell people that because it depends on where you're at in your process. But interestingly enough, the way I have them listed is that the first step is called shift from employee to entrepreneur. Yeah. So basically what that's about is um, it's both inner and outer, meaning energetically, if you've been, quote unquote, trained as an employee for the majority of your life, right, you've never started your own business before energetically, your mind is going to be thinking like an employee. There's nothing wrong with that, but we're, we'd be, we're used to that, right? You're used to working for someone else. You're used to, you know, you've got these meetings that you show up to. You're used to getting the paycheck once a week or once every other week. You're used to that culture. And so then it takes a retraining of the brain to start looking at things much differently. And one example is how you schedule your day. So for me, my actual work day doesn't start until approximately 11 a.m. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's awesome, but the morning is still really structured. Yeah. So I've got a whole morning routine. I didn't have that when I was working for someone else. I mean, getting up at 5.30 a.m. and like running around, you know, like a, what's the saying? Like a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah. <clears throat> now I'm, I'm meditating. Well, first I walk my dog and I like going for walks with my dog. Um, I meditate. I do um, warm water with lemon. I take all my supplements, which two of my supplements are from you guys nice. um, that I take every single morning and they've made a massive difference for me. I'm going to plug that. I take Zen and liver love every single day. Yeah. And I've been doing that for like six months, I think. They're both wonderful. I need to double up on liver love. I've been waking up this week. Well, there's a lot going on and I know that's why. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I've been waking up around 1.30ish, uh, which is when you think about circadian rhythm that's 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 uh that's the liver which yeah. processes a lot of emotions during night oh and i didn't know so that so like stress or like uh you know stress or just like frustration and and right now there's because we're doing the festival like uh in december it, yeah there's a lot of moving parts and and it's interesting because i also i have a morning and an evening pra uh, practice mm -hmm. like routine and ritual that i do and and I can usually fall asleep once I'm done, like with my reading and my meditation at mm -hmm. night. Uh, so the idea that I'm waking up at two is like, okay, so there's something still bigger. And it's like, well, it's not hard to figure that out right mm -hmm. now because there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Because usually I just sleep through the night, right. six hours straight, seven hours straight. Right. Um, but uh, but then again, like giving yourself the time, you would never know if something's off mm -hmm. because like there's a million other things going on. And I like the idea of waking up slowly, like still having my reading time. I, mm -hmm. I don't have a dog, although if I did, I probably would walk <laughs> it at first. Right? I hope so. But she or he would need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, I do puppy sit sometimes. And I guess that does become part of my ritual it was like I get up, put the coffee on, on, on like slow because I, I like to do a, a, a French press. Mm -hmm. And so that way I have time to watch the dog for like 20, 30 minutes and then come back and, and it's going off, right? Like right. The, uh, the, 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 the hot water. And so I do enjoy that, but I also enjoy traveling. So having 
sometimes I think about having a girlfriend just so I can have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because she's going to bring the dog well, in? Just so that way I can still go travel and like, hey, it's your turn. Oh, she can watch the dog while you travel? Or, yeah, uh, but then she would probably want to travel with me, so then... I don't think that's a great plug for a potential sure, girlfriend. Sure, sure. <laughs> but sometimes I, think, sometimes I think that. I'm just being honest here. Okay, well, hey, on, I'm glad you're being honest. <laughs> I'd quickly dismiss it, but yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, but but that is, that is important, right? To shift that employee to business owner mindset because even yeah. even once you've owned a business I'm sure well maybe you have a process for this and I'd love for you to talk about that where like you catch yourself like being an employee um, I know I do that sometimes well I haven't thought about it that way but I'm mm-hmm. thinking about that now especially with this example that I just gave you it's like mm-hmm. that's because I'm like doing all the things mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm I'm creating my own paycheck but by doing everything and, and it's fine because this new company is um uh, is starting off and and do you feel like when you're starting off you're going to be all the all the roles of course yeah yeah i think there's a um is the word misnomer mm-hmm. i think there's a misnomer in the impl- uh, entrepreneurial sort of world that oh i'm going to start my own business and all of a sudden i'm going to have all this free time and everything's going to change but the that's not true you can create that, but when you're first starting off, you are playing all the roles. Unless you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that you already have where you can just start delegating things right away and hiring people. But you've you've got to be willing, I think you've got to be willing to put the time in. However, though, that doesn't mean put the time in at the at the risk of your your health and your well-being. So I have a business mentor that I've been working with now for over eight years. And one of the things I learned pretty quickly on was, uh, well, that she taught me was how to schedule time for myself. Yeah. And that when I schedule that time for myself and that time that's away from my business, um, away from the day-to-day tasks and chores that I have to do, time off, she calls it, you know, you could time off, time away, self-time, time for myself, me time, whatever you want to call it, to keep that sacred. So she actually oh, yeah. taught me to schedule it in my calendar, which at first was like so weird. So you want me to actually schedule like this is me time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been doing that now for again, like eight years and it's made such a difference. And then I'm able to teach my clients that as well. And actually one of my, one of my newer clients is, um, she's a, she's a mom who is also a teacher and she's opening up her own school. Um, and I, and I just love the philosophy behind her school and it's very difficult for her to find time. She has twins and a, and another child. So she has three kids working full time and opening this school. And so what I've shared with her is let's look at, let's just look at a week. Even if you can find, even if you can only find 30 minutes in that one week to just block off, that's me time. You start doing that. You start there, yeah. You do something. 
you do something rather than nothing. And so she did it for the first time and she reported back and she was like, this felt so nice to do this, to just take this time for myself because I don't really do this. And so we just start plugging that in and plugging that in. That's awesome. Um, it's it's interesting because uh, like, yeah, I mean, me time, I like to call it me time mm-hmm. uh, is also my favorite time. I also have in my schedule uh, spontaneous time. Oh, I love that. Which is which is really interesting because it's like, well, I'm being non spontaneous about scheduling it. <laughs> But, but because me time usually does have like, this is what I'm doing during me time. But spontaneous time is like, oh, it's now four o'clock on Saturday. Uh-huh. I get an hour to like be really random. Do whatever you want. Yeah. You can, like and, dance and, around and, your house, go and, for a walk. And it usually does fall during my like me time anyways. Mm-hmm. But within my me time, I have a spontaneous time. I was like, well, this part's not planned. Like, let's just yeah. like go crazy and whatever happens talk to a stranger like what are you doing can i join you like sweet <laughs> and, and and it's and it's great because and and that actually started when i was uh when i started traveling mm-hmm. and i was like well this has to be all spontaneous because i don't know anyone there so i'm gonna have to like figure that out it's like what if i bring a little bit of that back home yeah um and i think that you should try that <laughs> i like that spontaneous time i might steal that please I'm please gonna, do gonna steal that <laughs> uh, it's 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 a fun like whatever goes kind of deal instead of like well like tonight there's a little bit of me time i'm going to comedy oh cool but that's very planned right and so and it's great i'm gonna have fun i'm sure we're gonna laugh a, a i love crap comedy uh, uh yeah have you ever done any comedy i've done stand-up before yeah yeah just once uh, about two and a half years ago i mean laughter is medicine right I love it. I mean, I just I love sta- I love stand up so much. Anything that's connected to comedy, I'm like I'm in. Yeah. So this is a plug in for a Big Laugh Comedy because they also shoot one of their podcasts in here. Oh, cool. But Big Laugh Comedy pretty much has a residency at, at what used to be or still is, I guess, Vulcan Gas Company on Sixth Street. Okay. And so Mondays they have a Kill Tony show, which is incredibly funny. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays they usually have like someone. Uh, specific like this mm-hmm. past week they had uh, Joe Rogan oh, awesome. but then Thursdays yeah. they call it a secret show and you can buy tickets starting like Monday mm-hmm. but you just show up and there's like from 8pm all the way to 2am it's just like one after the other 20 to 30 minute sets per person mm-hmm. and, and and tons of comics wow. some of like usually the majority of them are very funny mm-hmm. and there's some of them that you know have an off night but even those those are kind of funny anyways yeah because they just laugh to laugh about themselves but there's so many comics around there that that it just feels really interesting like that whole vibe there that's like oh we're here to like just have fun and, yeah. and laugh and 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 it's cool that it's on a thursday night because for me there's the weekend starts on thursday <laughs> <laughs> well when i heard you say it's thursday night and from 8 p.m to 2 a.m in my mind i was like if i went i'd maybe stay till 10 yeah 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 that's probably what i'm doing too unless it's like still super fun like usually around 11 i'm out because i've gone a few times on a thursday and um, the latest i've stayed is 11 but uh um but it, i know that it keeps going till two allison you've met allison mm-hmm. before okay so she's she's a comic and so she's part of that group as well um and, and so i think she's going on tonight uh and that's that's what's going on cool. <laughs> yeah so it's super a fantastic cool. fantastic time you should totally check it out thank you um all right, so let's move on. So currently, mm-hmm. all right, how is your business looking? What are you most excited about? Hmm, what am I most excited about? Well, um, 
So first of all, I was super excited to come here today yeah. because I've seen this space and I was like, I want to sit <laughs> by this <laughs> and I've seen this. Um, but but then from there, um, a couple, one thing that I'm really excited about is so uh, twice a year, once in the winter and then in the summertime, I lead um, my our, our community, the women that I work with in uh, a community wide training. And so our community-wide training is coming up in one month. Um, it's in December. Okay. And um, I'm super excited because the topic for this training is uh, how to create successful self-employment through the power of trust, vulnerability, and intuition. So I'm going to be doing a deep dive with um, all the women I work with during that training in terms of how to really trust yourself, what that's meant to look like, how to trust this process. So process being I'm starting a business I'm quitting my job. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And how to really stay with that process and trust everything that's coming along the way. Um, And then we're going to be going deep into vulnerability because something that I learned early on and also from my mentor is that vulnerability is something that's needed in this journey. Um, One thing that I think about is within marketing, right? Within when we're marketing, we're simply sharing about the work we do or the the product that we're selling and we're making connections with people and we're relating to them and they're hearing what we're sharing and then they're relating back to us. So if we're not vulnerable in our marketing and really even like marketing from our heart, marketing from our gut, we're really missing a connection. There's a there's something that we're really missing and it's going to um, stunt the growth of our business and even of ourselves. Um, and then with intuition, that's that's actually one of the steps in the six step process. It's called uh, tap into intuition to stay the course. So intuition is something that I've been really focused on working with my own intuition, researching it, learning it from books that I've reading, books that I've read, practicing it in real time. Um, Because, you know, when we're in school, when we're, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, if we go to college, higher education, etc. I don't know, but you tell me if you've heard of this is I don't know one class that you can take that teaches you the power of your intuition. But I do know we're taught to use our mind logically, just, you know, you know, reason and logic. And that's the way to go. That's the way to make decisions. And we completely throw away or put to the side the power of actually tuning into your body, tuning into your your gut, tuning into your heart um, and making decisions from that space. I have a, a comment and a question, maybe. Yeah. So uh, the comment being like so many times that because <laughs> it's like the trust the gut kind of deal, right? Like, mm-hmm. but so many times we want to go through that process of like the logic and the reasoning and all that stuff. And then you, you're like, well, I'm going for it. Cause I already went through the logic and the reason and then mm-hmm. it doesn't work out. And you're like, mm-hmm. gosh, I just trusted my gut in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, it's speaking to us and you do hear it. You just choose to ignore it sometimes, or you feel like maybe you're going to find 
a better way to do it. Like you're gonna be, you're you're gonna know better than your into like your uh, like innate intelligence, mm-hmm. right? Like, do you have a follow up comment to that? I totally do. Yeah. Like a comment and an answer, yeah. even though it wasn't like an exact question, sure. <laughs> but. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Well, because the question was going to be like, do you have a process for that? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I don't have, I mean, actually, you're giving me a thought. You give me actually a really good thought on some new curriculum to create in terms of um, teaching a step-by-step process on how to follow your intuition. Like, like, I could actually break that down into steps. So thank you for that. Yes. I'm going to put that in my back pocket. Yes. <laughs> and, we, and it's recorded, so... Yeah. yeah. So you can go back to like, what did it... I remember what did I it, say? Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Okay, so actually, even just that, what I just said about, ooh, you're giving me a good idea, my intuition... When, when you were saying, like, do you have a process? All of a sudden, my intuition went, oh, my gosh, gosh, we're meant to create a process here. Like, we're meant to actually share this. That wasn't really logical. It was just, it was intuitively like, ooh, that feels, I feel a connection here. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my gut. Yeah. So what happens is that we always get gut reactions to things. As human beings, we all do. Um, we all have the the innate strength or skill or I don't want to use the word talent that was kind of coming to me of intuition whether you're a man or a woman whatever we all have it but because we're not taught gift maybe gift is yeah gift also we all we all have that but because we're not taught um, and we're not trained at a young age just how powerful that is it's it's like we don't know how to trust it but you will always hear people say things like, I just had a feeling yeah. blank. I just had this knowing. I knew. <laughs> I knew. Or, I don't know, I have a feeling that XYZ, ABC is going to happen. That's always your intuition talking to you. So I'll give you a, an example. It's actually a pretty big example, but it's the first one that's popping into my mind. Is that, so I'm from New York City originally, and... Making the decision to move to Austin was purely intuitive. There was really nothing logical about it. There was no reasoning. And the way that it happened was I was in Austin visiting a friend of mine. Um, she lived near uh, Town Lake, Ladybird Lake. I don't know the, the correct <laughs> thing. Sorry. I like Ladybird Lake. Okay. <laughs> She's a great human Well, Ladybird Johnson. Yeah. yeah. So, so I um, was facing the water. You know, I didn't know my directions, northeast, southwest. I'm facing the water. And I actually said to myself, should I run to the right or should I run to the left? And my intuition said, go left. So now I'm, and I like to run and walk. So I was running and there's the water on my right side. And all of a sudden I see a police officer on a Segway and he sees me running. He goes, good morning. I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, hi, good morning. And I'm a pretty friendly person. So I was just like, that's so cool. So now I'm running and I see tons of people also going for runs and walking and I see all these dogs. And I love dogs and at the time I, I didn't have a dog. I grew up with a dog, but I've never had a dog as an adult. And now I'm running on, you know, what they call in Austin, the boardwalk as a New Yorker and also living near New Jersey, the Jersey Shore. I'm sorry. That is not an actual boardwalk. Yeah, it doesn't have casinos. (laughs) It's concrete slab, but we'll call it a boardwalk anyway. (laughs) So I'm running. 
then, I mean, this is, these are all the things, and I remember these so perfectly. Then I see all these turtles in the water, and then I see the skyline. And which has changed since. <laughs> which has changed so much since I saw it. And I was yeah. like, that's so cool. And then literally what felt like out of nowhere, I heard this voice say to me, why don't you move to Austin? And this is as I'm running, although I wasn't running with my eyes closed because my eyes were just closed. Sure. But yeah. <laughs> you're still getting a meditative state. I don't know. I do when I'm running. Yes. Like, yeah. And my response back, you know, having this conversation was, I don't know. Why don't I? And that was July of, I mean, to the day, I pretty much know the date. It was like July 2nd or 3rd, 2015. I landed in Austin around September 7th or 8th, 2015. So two months later. And I, and I just made it happen and I moved. But, and that's also the power of like, you had already made a decision that you, you were going to take control of your life in a sense right like you mm -hmm. became your own because like if you were still an employee it would have been different right like if you hadn't made that shift yet well you know it's interesting I don't I don't know who knows sure. maybe if I was an employee at that time and I got that hit I would have just been like I'm gonna quit my job yeah that's although knowing like when I think about just myself personally knowing the 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 ways that I've transformed and the ways that I've grown and the ways that I've matured as a as a human being as a woman I probably wouldn't have made that decision it, 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 that uh, like I don't know why don't I probably would have had 10 other things on top of that stuff oh, yeah right? like here's why I shouldn't yeah you know, I have a job I have this I have all that yeah I could see that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability, right? Like that's. Uh, what, tell me more about that, because I, I I have a lot of opinion on trust. Because, well, from a sales standpoint, like it's trust is everything, right? And so, uh, we always like to teach. Uh, came from one of my mentors, but I use it quite a bit. Like the, the like me, know me, trust me, pay me. Mm -hmm. It's just it, it, always in that sense, mm -hmm. always in, in that uh, in that order and never out of order. This is like people want to have to people have to like you to want to get to know you mm -hmm. and they have to get to know you before uh, um, uh, before they trust you. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so because they can't trust you, if they don't really know you. Right. And so that's just not how it happens and that process could be really quick but yeah. but it's still like those three steps and then once you once they trust you then it's like okay well sure i trust you if you're telling me this is good for me i'll buy it mm -hmm. right like and it's that's from a sales standpoint right mm -hmm. like and and there's nothing like you can't like well i'm gonna pretend like i'm saying great things about this things even though i know it's not because then that's not trustworthy right and so i have a lot of opinions on trust it's great but the vulnerability part does that play into to trust? Does vulnerability connect to trust? Mm -hmm. Sure, because, I mean, trust in and of itself is a vulnerable act. So to trust yourself fully and not second guess yourself is that's a vulnerable act to trust someone else, to trust a process that you're kind of like, ooh, this feels kind of right. This feels kind of good, but I don't know 100% what the outcome is going to be. That's really vulnerable because 
you know, you don't know what's going to happen. But that's, again, where intuition plays a role, because if you're getting a good feeling about something, and feeling is a key word, if you're having a good feeling, if you're having a, a, a positive feeling, if you're even feeling, and this is, I like to say, there's this really cool intersection. It's a sweet spot of where fear, um, and let's call it fear and excitement, intersect. So if you're feeling a little bit scared about something, there's a little bit of fear, maybe a little bit apprehensive, but at the same time, you're still excited or at the same same time, it feels good or at the same time, there's some sort of positive energy. There, That's the intersection. Um, again, I say fear and excitement and that intersection is a sweet spot. That intersection means you're meant to move forward. You're meant to go in that direction. What we tend to do is we don't trust our intuitive hits. We don't trust ourselves. We go outside of ourselves and we ask everyone else their opinions. We look at what we've historically done. We look at what others are doing and then we make a decision. Yeah. It's almost like we're living in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Um, Okay. So let me ask you this as far as like, uh, as we're starting to wrap up here. Yeah. um, What's your favorite type of person to work with? Oh, what a cool question. Well, um, I do love working with women, but again, it could be men. It's not really about, you know, someone's gender, but my favorite type of person is someone who is willing to admit, I don't know it all and I am completely coachable. I am completely teachable. I am completely open because if you are saying, I want to start my own business. I want to be successfully self-employed. I'm still an employee. And I work with many people, though, that have already left their jobs as well. Mm -hmm. But if you're, you know, if you're in that space, but you're also going, I know better or I know what to do. That's making an X. (laughs) That's not a match. You have to be completely willing. And let me just plug in going back to vulnerability, trust, and intuition. You have to be willing to be vulnerable, to take in support. You have to be willing to trust that support, that process, and follow those intuitive hits. Um, with all that said, I love I love working with service providers, and I do work with people who. Um, also have products as well. But even the people who have products, like there's also a service that they're providing because the way that they're showing up with the people that they're selling the products to, you're also providing a service and it's coming from you. Um, I love working with people who are willing to, you know, take in some tough love for lack of a better way of saying it, because um, the work that we do at the non nine to five, it's high level, it's rigorous, um, there are requirements, but that's just a beautiful way of kind of going, okay, you want to do this thing. How serious are you? If you're serious, let me hold your hand. You, you take my hand, I'm going to hold your hand, I'm going to bring you step by step. You've got to be willing. You've got to be open. You've got to be vulnerable. You've got to be willing to trust. 
those are my favorite people. That's fantastic. I love that. And I think that a lot of people can resonate with that, which is why I like that question a lot. Where can they find you? What uh, what what are you promoting right now? What's uh, like you know? Obviously, you said the. Is it a retreat? Almost? It's a community-wide training. Okay. So you do have to be part of the community okay. to attend. But you can find me at the non9to5.com, and it's all spelt out. Um, I'm also on Instagram, the non9to5. I'm on Facebook, the non9to5. Um, but I definitely want to welcome you to go to the website because on the website, if you put in your first name and your email, you will receive um, a little mini PDF, little ebook that I wrote that's called the number one step to staying with your business mission. Oh, that's awesome. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for thank coming you. today. I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah. uh, I, I'd love seeing you in here more often. And uh, I can't wait to, to get together again. Hopefully at another one of Tim and Tan's parties. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, thank you guys so much.